Welcome to Probing Ancient Aliens. Science and sci-fi obsessed nerds Steve and Joey are exploring each episode of everyone's favorite show about ancient astronaut theory, as well as the lovable quirky researchers that evangelize it. Today we're probing Season 2, Episode 10, Alien Contacts. Acubu brand. Woo! They do keep your eyes nice and moist when you know have lids to blink in this atmosphere. When you know have lids to blink, eh? Yeah. Here yes, in the Jamaica man. constellation, yeah. we have no lids to blink. We okay, brother. Now we Hawaii. Now we Hawaii. This is Valentine. Ooh, melting down here. The kind galaxy. <laughs> Uh, how's it going, Steve? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Monday morning. Monday morning. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yep>. Classic <laughs> Monday morning at nine forty-six p.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's morning somewhere, huh? Yeah, real tight turnaround on this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, been a long day. Been a good yeah. day though. <laughs> long duck day. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, this episode was short, even though it was the same. Length is all the other episodes about forty three minutes. It's not about the length; it's right. about what they do with the content inside of it. Right, and they <laughs> they had a pretty small, unsatisfying penis in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, touch upon like just a handful of things. Really, only one specific thing. The rest is almost eh, two things. Two things they actually had never discussed before. The rest of the show, they mostly have in different. And ways. a man we've never seen before either. Right, um, but uh, yeah, some that preacher guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah who brought nothing to the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just spoke weird as well. Right. And because uh, at least the other guy, I can't remember his name. He was on an episode or with two the ago dreads. with the long dreads. Yeah. He at least is like a religious scholar that also believes they were extraterrestrial. So at least right, something right. fits with the show, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we start off with kind of a a basic uh, UFO encounter uh, in Rendlesham Forest, England. So in 1980, some U.S. Air Force guys... Um, Came into contact really late at night out in Rendlesham Forest, uh, and there was a bunch of blue and orange light coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they had the real guys on the on the episode, um, and not that they're supposed to be like celebrities or anything, but yeah, they were yeah. very uninteresting. For having <laughs> one having man this with experience. long, big head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, long head, and like uh, uh, the other guy was like uh, Mister Rogers meets. James Qual from yeah. Tim and Eric. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I don't go get yeah, aliens. Go kind of see a, me. <laughs> yeah, I had kind of a weird drunk. Mm. I want to say Maryland or some way. Like, I don't know what the yeah, accent is, but of, I feel yeah. like everyone I don't Northeast. know. Northeast. It has that Northeast accent. It must be from Maryland or right, something. Right. But uh, um, kind of similar to that guy that, that studied all the rocks and the tools, yeah. the engineer guy <laughs> from the other episodes. Um, <laughs> I don't know his fucking name. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, so... Lobster make crab face. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, his friends call him Pinchy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they one of the dudes touches the craft. Um, James Peniston uh, touches the craft and has a vision, uh, like a photo being held up of all of these ones and zeros, so binary right. code, seeing the matrix basically. Uh, and it imprints in his head like he's like, it's not like a memory; it's like a picture I can see. And uh, so. Touches it, sees this message, doesn't know what the fuck it is, and it flies off back towards the coast, uh, and they're told by their superiors never to discuss this after right, reporting right. it or whatever. Um, but uh, then the episode, like, it cuts away from them, basically just goes uh, into listing a handful of ancient peoples uh, and saying, oh, but what if all the 
contacts that were made with them by angels and gods and whatever were aliens. So it's right. the very like, general repetition of something, yeah. astronaut theory again. You what know? we've already touched on multiple times. Right. Like that last one, not the last one, what was the episode of the Bible? Angels and aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Where that's all this was, was yeah. ancient contact. And then it just kind of goes into other right. cultures and societies. It felt it felt like a real rehash of those. Yeah. Um, and uh, just literally saying it in a different way. It's like angels yeah. and aliens, which is all about angels as aliens contacting people and right, telling right. them to do stuff or giving them tech or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This This was just more specifically about a message that somebody was given to do something with. Yeah. So... Um, but, uh, we get our first souk alert here and he comes on and he's like, you know, again, just reiterating, you know, ancient astronaut theory He's like, these visions are not divine at all. They were visits by extraterrestrials and that's it, you know? So, yeah. um, just, just basic kind of shit here. Yeah, a very factual tone again. <laughs> right. Uh, they bring up, uh, Moses and the story of Moses and God is the burning bush. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh. Uh, commanding, you know, Moses to, to get the Jews out of the slavery of the, the Pharaoh of Egypt at the time. Um, and, uh, most people know this biblical story. Um, he saves the Jews from the Pharaoh, gets them out of slavery, um, and, uh, takes them to the desert and, and, uh, Moses is given the 10 commandments on these two tablets by God for how everyone should live their life. And it's the basic, basically the basis for early Christian morality before yeah. Jesus for old Testament morality. So technically Jewish, you know, Hebrew, morality. right, right. Um, and so, but it gets slightly interesting, I guess. So he's, uh, Sukes comes on and talks about how the, the biblical description then of God taking Moses up after getting the commandments, uh, God was like standing as if on a paved sapphire stone pillar. Right. Um, so like a blue, like some blue shiny pillar or something. And Sukes says, though, this, this could have been a spaceship ramp yeah, or something. Metallic ramp. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and then... Descri- Moses uh, then describes the earth from very high above from outer space mm-hmm. and even describes the earth as being round, which I guess that's interesting because it wasn't known to have been round at that point, too. At so. least in their society. Yeah. Right. Um, and or nobody wrote, wrote it down. Right. Then, right. You know what I mean? Like, so um, I guess I mean, I guess we could have looked this up, but I, I wonder, like. Was did people really think the Earth was flat? Like, was Columbus no. going out to prove the Earth no, was flat, or just I, finding I trade routes? I think they keep going back and forth, but I think it's more trade routes because yeah. I think they disproved flat Earth before Columbus set right. sail on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that in another episode. Like, they keep it, obviously we have a flat Earth revolution happening right. again, but um, insane, yeah. I feel like from what I've I understand, it's gone in and out of acceptance. Right, right. <laughs> like some they go, yeah, it's round, and then right. People go stupid and go, yeah, it's flat. Now it's round. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely thought of as round before Columbus left. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really don't. I don't know. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> it wasn't that hard to measure that. Again, I guess I could do right. some research. And they're using but... stars to measure right. their course and everything, you know. Exactly. Um, but, uh, and I feel like even old drawings were drawing them as circles, but they, they right. were they were still probably thought to have been spheres. I'm assuming because yeah, they knew that you know Galileo proved out. that it was yeah. you know the, the Earth was heliocentric and everything, and so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so uh, Jonathan Young, who's you know the smooth talking guy, he's right. the manager of the Joseph Campbell <laughs> archives. Um, he just lists a bunch of writers and musicians uh, and and quotes how they said, uh, "Oh, my music and writing." came from somewhere yeah. else or someone else like it came yeah. through me from another from another realm or from or, yeah. the divine or whatever yeah. and it's like 
Okay, and that's like the end of segment one. It's just like, yeah, here, yeah. you know. Here's some interventions. Yeah, like basic. <laughs> just like uh, that time I came home and there was ten people sitting on my couches. Right. <laughs> and I was told to put the hot dogs down. Right. Okay. I was a In schnitzel the man. Of we yeah. can eat a hot dog. <laughs> My chili uh, obsession mixed with a sweet salted pork meat. Your Chev Chili yeah. uh, obsession from Crank. <laughs> Chev <Yeah>. Chili. <laughs> it was cold outside. Now. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the the next segment is basically what were the messages about? Like, what yeah. were they trying yeah. to tell us? Uh, so David Wilcock comes on, Five Heads at Freddy's. Um, again, shame on you, Ancient Aliens. Another children's-free episode. Yeah. Completely children's-free. It's fucking annoying. Lean um, into the good stuff, my yeah. friends. But I guess they, when you I, see it. they just use him for places that he right, can helicopter right. around to. So, um, But uh, anyway, Five Heads at Freddy's comes on, and he says something very specific. Like, he says a very specific term. He doesn't quote where he got this term. Um, what he says... It appears again and again that here on Earth we're dealing with something called the Hidden Directorate. And I'm like, that's yeah. like... What the hell's a directorate? That's like the fucking... Yeah. The, like a the, prime directive? Yeah. like A directorate? But, so it's like, I mean, I guess that could be a general term of just like, yeah, these advanced beings directing whatever. Right. But I mean, at least say like where you got the term from or if you coined that term or yeah. whatever too. But, I'm making up my own right. words, people. Come on, try and keep up. Yeah, because listening to a lot of conspiracy theory shit, I've never heard that terminology before or whatever yeah. too. But um, a directorate interacting with human beings who nudge our development in a certain direction. Um, so again, just recounting everything that's been said before on other episodes only yeah. two seasons deep now. Um, but As uh, I play with my... Erection. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm interested for season three. This is kind of a week ender for season two. Oh yeah, again, this is the last episode. Yeah, right? again, again, this kind of this reeks of another. Well, shit. I mean, yeah. this show's pop, more <laughs> popular than we thought. Let's just make another. Ep- yeah. the, you know, History Channel bought ten episodes. Let's right. uh, whatever, and then I guess we'll figure it out better for season three. So yeah. I'll be very interested. If there if, is one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we kind of made I, enough content. To just write it out. Right. We don't want to <laughs> put more effort in to finish it off. Right. Because it makes you wonder, like, I, I would like to get the inside scoop someday on what really happened, like what the flow of the show's um, yeah. scheduling was and, and funding yeah. on, was on History Channel. Because, like, season, it seems like, and we, we keep saying it, like, as we're being, you know, like, insulting or something or joking, but it, season one, all this shit really seemed like it could have or should have just been in season one. Yeah. But they like they could have made ten episodes in season one, but instead they just for whatever reason were like, oh, five double liked yeah. episodes, you yeah. know. Which and you think it would be a harder sell than ten normal liked episodes. I mean, I think when it comes down to budget, not to be whatever, but like we live in SoCal, we have some friends who work in yeah. Hollywood and you always hear all these stories everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, Yeah, we just ran out of money and just had this, so right. our budget was that and so this is how this came to be. And right. it's like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. And when yeah. you look at this, it's like when you look at it through that lens, it's like, Oh yeah, they're just not really putting any more money into the show outside yeah. of just editing clips together slightly differently. Exactly, and yeah. Rounding up all the content that they already had with all the interviews. So. Yeah, and the clips, like the couple new newish people they show, like this episode, there was that, you know, bibliog- uh, bibliographer. Why can't I fucking... A biblical archaeologist. Okay. Fuck. I was uh, like, I don't know what you're trying to say. Yeah, so. he, he's never been on before. He's one and done. He was on here. He didn't say anything interesting uh nothing didn't even have a funny voice really or anything but like 
it seems like maybe he was like one of the only new experts they got after shooting all of this mm-hmm. footage. Because again, when you look at the footage of the main guys of Sukalos and Wilcock and Graham Hancock and yeah. Childress and all those guys, it's usually one of two rooms they're in, one of two outfits. So they are all shot on one or two days. Right. And uh, so, but it's, it's like, I think they just peppered in these other little experts, I guess, Hints. or something. Yeah. You like, know? Oh, we're going to craft the episode. Okay. Let's go get this guy for right. the day. But they're just not good. Like they're not right. interesting. They're not really in the world of ancient yeah, aliens I wonder, a lot. Like, yeah. I was going to say, cause I guess this is, there's a whole network of, I've never really thought of like how they got each one of these people yeah. as a quote unquote expert. Right. Like, are they, were they all friends before? Was it yeah. all a whole network? Was it like, you know, like the jackass guys and the CKY guys exactly, and they were all yeah. doing their own thing and then came together right. and like whatever. I yeah. feel like it was, I feel like it was a loose community at, at, at the time because I feel like it was probably a community based around f- certain forums or whatever. But as they were doing these speaking, cause I think they had speaking engagements things before mm-hmm. the show and that's how that, cause you know, or, and, and they wrote books and Build stuff. Up, yeah. So I'm assuming at, you know, especially cause like Childress like publishes his own books and right. has a yeah, publishing I mean, company. Few, yeah. Uh, Sukalos publishes the Legendary Times yep. magazine, yep. and so uh, when he, I'm sure, was searching for content for that yeah. magazine, he searches out like-minded individuals. So I think it was kind of a colleague-style loose thing. Yeah. But now we know that like he and Childress hang out, and like right. a handful, of, and, and they're but kind again, of this core group. After I, right, I think that as the show went on, they became a more yeah. hardcore group right, of right. probably friends. Yeah, that's and what I'm thinking. Colleagues yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but uh, and because because you know by the by season ten or whatever eleven that we're on now. Um, there's an even larger hardcore group of people. But when you look at, like, how they promote themselves on social and whatever, right. a lot of, like, the British guys aren't really part of it, maybe just cause, mm. because they're in America and they're in right, England. Right. Um, and, like, and I'll get to them in a little bit, but, like, I learned a lot more about Graham Hancock from actually another podcast and then mm. did some <laughs> reading about him. Um, but, uh, and it wasn't a lot of stuff I already knew. I just didn't know he was so focused on just pre-civilization stuff and not right. really aliens. And so even though he's on the show and I was yeah, agreed yeah. to be on the show. Um, but uh, anyway, um, it's it's weird that, again, Wilcott comes on and just calls out that, oh, we, we're, we're being, you know, uh, manipulated by this hidden directorate. And, and yeah. he's and he also says to like, oh, and they're they're They have some sort of um, stake in human advancement yeah. like they want humans to live so he's kind of saying they're likely benevolent then yeah. Sukes comes on and says that this directorate is benevolent and they're trying to ensure the survival of the human race uh doesn't say why he just says yeah. they are uh or like you know obviously he doesn't have a reason but why does he why do you think right they do because there's good and bad aliens right he says that later yeah. and it's like okay like I, yeah you know this episode i would if, if we want to coin another phrase, and I can't remember if we said this already, but a Wilcock wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Where <laughs> we have it. Because <laughs> he is like all about that Bible alien mix up. He's like, like, and he's like very much like the, the science and conspiracy guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and, Wake and, up. Right. And, cons- <laughs> and conspiracies that yeah. use science. Like, right, so, right. As we'll get to in a little bit, too. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so Sukes takes a hard stance that, that aliens are benevolent, or at least his hidden directorate is benevolent. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and so David Wilcock comes on again. He does make the the good point that, um, and the, the very interesting point that there's over 200 religions that all have a flood myth. And so right. this is really where Graham Hancock, who's not in this episode at all, which is kind of shocking that he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so Graham Hancock really isn't an ancient aliens guy. He's much more 
and I and I could almost guarantee that that Ubisoft that makes like Assassin's Creed base most of their shit off Grant Hancock's mm-hmm. vast amount of writings and shows and whatever. Because Graham Han- Hancock's been on like the Joe Rogan podcast multiple times and written a bunch of books, and he people like him because he's mostly like an archaeologist and he does more scientific shit like. Not that, like, Childress doesn't or whatever, but Childress makes a lot more leaps, at least on this show, whereas Graham Hancock is like, look at the evidence. You can't explain a way that this, this, and this can't be found or can't. He's he's a little more, and I I I think I said it before, he's kind of like the the Richard Dawkins of pre-civilization theory. Like, And so his whole thing is focused specifically on, uh, because this kind of helped, it really helped open up, like, a lot of, and connect a lot of dots that these ancient aliens, because not that I just believe Graham Hancock, but again, he's, like, the most grounded guy out of all of them. So he literally is like, um, there was um, a lot of civilizations we have have not found yet before the Ice Age, because that's, like, too old. But as soon as the ice caps, the Ice Age melted in, in like, 10,500 uh, B.C., mm-hmm. that, in, that there was then an explosion in, like, a thousand years of um, – or I'm, no, I'm sorry. It was before the Ice Age, because right. then um, – as the ice melted, but that, but also that people survived through the ice age that right. they were on a lot of islands. They were lower, you know, cause of the ice caps were just areas. like the top third yeah. of the earth or whatever. So the climate was different. It was a huge, then, you know, bunch of climate change, ice caps melted, the sea levels rose and over, you know, a hundred, 200 years or so, all these fucking coastal cities of which most people would build on waters. You know, that's a pretty common thing. Mm. that most people building their cities on a water source. Cause that yeah. brings life. Um, but, uh, they it were, just- flood out right they yeah. flooded over and we saw you know underwater worlds i think season two episode four that we talked about um had a lot of examples of those and that's mm-hmm. you know that there could have been many atlantises back in the day so his whole theory is that as these civilizations flooded and he even goes back into the science of the climate back then which they couldn't everyone's like well why didn't they just fucking move 200 feet you know up yeah, above yeah. sea level and he's like most of the places they lived in the middle east and all that stuff it was shitty deadly desert around there and the, and the, only the coastlines had some rivers and, you know, deltas and things that could have fresh water and give them food or whatever. And you and can't just easily run away. Exactly, like, right? Yeah. These so, things take many, many years to make. Right. Lots of efforts. A lot of infrastructure to right. set up to be around these. So it's like, right. oh, why don't you just go build another Los Angeles? Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I can't just go to the mountains and build another right. Los Angeles. And, and, if, and if anything, we could do it a lot easier than they could right. with just big stones and fucking carving things out of stone and yeah. wood and whatever. So... Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, that's actually a really interesting point. And so his whole theory is that these kind of seafaring coastal or island cultures were, were more advanced and they were the ones that basically acted as the aliens in his theory mm-hmm. that it wasn't really extraterrestrials. It was these advanced cultures that were almost d- dying out because their whole way of cityscape just, and way of life has been swallowed up. And they went to the more primitive cultures inland where they didn't have as many resources and things mm-hmm. like that and because on the coast just like coastal cities nowadays they're usually much more liberal much more progressive because you get all sorts of different Mixing, cultures and weird yeah. people coming from other countries and cities and yeah. this and that and the military coming and, in your country oh, spreading yeah. that sea yep. uh creating new hot attractive races of oh, women yeah. and other people we're talking sexy yeah. sailors baby mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah so i'm like okay that actually makes a lot more sense um and so and again like the whole assassin's creed series is based off of a pre-civilization that was highly advanced 
and some of their names are like Jupiter and Minerva and all the constellation mm-hmm. are like Roman god names right. and stuff. And they also acted as like the Anunnaki who engineered the human race to be a slaver. So they kind of – Assassin's Creed kind of mixes up all this pre-civilization, ancient alien shit or whatever. But still, it, it's uh, at least reading up about Graham Hancock since the last episode and just getting a little – even though he's not in this episode at all – his shit kind of ties things together. Not that I fully believe everything, but mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's a little bit more reasonable of an answer. So I guess to the ancient alien guy's credit, they know that about him too, and they still want him on the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, Because um, I would assume that in their eyes and Grand, in their mind and Graham yeah, Hancock's yeah. mind, uh, it's all beneficial to think outside the box of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. But then Graham Hancock also wrote books about the Ark of the Covenant being a nuclear weapon and all this stuff too. So he gets a little out there as well. Yeah, yeah. And he also is like super into ayahuasca and he thinks mm-hmm. that the uh, war on drugs was a war on the the governmental opening leadership of the world of, of opening your mind because he truly believes that when you take ayahuasca actual ancient spiritual beings from the pre-civilization talk to you. And mm-hmm. so he gets a little kooky too, yeah, you yeah. know. Who's to say that it's they not? Are. That's not the way yeah. it works, you yeah. know. Like I could totally get that. It opens up your mind. That whole show, Fringe. Did you ever watch that show? I know of it, but I never really. It was watched it was it a yet. show with Joshua Jackson and the guy that played like the steward of Gondor in Return mm. of the King. Um, that British actor. He um, he was like this kooky scientist that like had all these weird theories. They put him away for a long time, but he basically figured out you take enough mind altering drugs and do this certain sensory deprivation things you can find you can perceive the multiverse and the world next door and actually travel to it and that's what they was about they made it he made a machine that you could actually do that Mm -hmm. so then Mm -hmm. it was about the alternate realities fucking with each other and then the future people coming and blah blah all this stuff not the dylan future future people people. but um (laughs) but anyway so again still very sci-fi ish now but um you know the graham hancock style of thing and, and we talk yeah. about like high Brazil later, which was an, one of those island nations that yeah. was supposed to be super advanced and done. I really that. like by Brazil, right? Um, <laughs> it's a good restaurant. Yeah, uh, all you can eat. Yeah, uh, yeah, barbecue. Yeah, I just I just like shitty like low Brazil comfort Brazilian food. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, just yeah. that low Brazil. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, I mean, you also like by Brazilians as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, come oh, on, yeah. bro. Beautiful butts on the guys on, and bro. girls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, that you know, so I mean, my whole point was that my little you know shoot off shooting off yeah. point was David Wilcock talks about the flood myth being this cross cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know, two hundred cultures report a flood myth yeah. because you would think that, especially if the races of people, the cultures of people at the time that were the most advanced, and could probably write, um, or at least have an oral tradition because we don't really find their writings. That's the only one of the missing things. Like, where's all their languages and stuff? Is yeah, that yeah. advanced? Um, but. Obviously, it's a huge, catastrophic, fucking insane event for the sea levels to rise and your whole culture getting wiped out. And life having to basically start start over yeah. maybe with uh, a limited set of people that might and not have been as advanced as them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the world being born, you know, reducing to amplify, right. basically. If well, all, all the movies where it's like, oh, there's massive devastation right. in the future. And then the societies that spring up after i mean even right. just look at walking dead like exactly yeah. everything goes to shit so then everyone has to go back to the core roots and right. then the people who can do the basic shit are the ones who survive not the super advanced people because again exactly. you don't have access to all the technology right. and and again i yep. keep saying resources but just literally that yeah and like and and uh oh hancock's other like theory is that like they people like we ended up evolving as a very electricity based society right. like technology whereas he believes that 
theirs was a very advanced stone-based technology. They very much learned how to do like more sound ba- like the acoustic like mm-hmm. you know stuff. So all this stuff that wasn't ba- even though this, the acoustic levitation is based off electromagnetism yeah. or whatever, but or whatever sound pulses and shit. But and I I haven't read his book, so I don't really know yeah. how that's the case. But he thinks that. It's not that they weren't advanced. I mean, we might say, oh, even if they had advanced stone shit, that's not as advanced as us. Right. But it's it's we also, like I've said before, we wouldn't think of that as advanced because we just didn't – our technology and the way we figured out the world didn't evolve that way. Yeah. We have no need to build machines big enough to do the work of a 1,000 slaves pulling blocks for mm-hmm. 20 years. Right. Um, because we don't need to build shit like that. It's not a very efficient way to build. Yeah. Um, and a lot so, of weight. A lot of right. slide, a lot of friction. Yeah, and that's and that was the way that you know they thought that the gods told them to do this kind of thing, or right. they wanted to be immortal or whatever too. So uh, it wasn't the most rational way to build things yeah. in the first place. It's, but it's all like, they had. Again, with if there was more alien intervention and all these metals, I feel like you'd have a lot more advanced metal work right. as well. <laughs> yeah, and some wires left behind. Right. <laughs> Which again, you can argue that like, that makes the Graham Hancock philosophy or theory more believable than the ancient aliens one. Mm-hmm. There's there's less loopholes in there. I guess I should read your shit someday. Right. But um, ooh, I see a lot of nuts and oh, corn yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of fiber bits. This got- man will have a disturbed uh, <laughs> digestion <laughs> moving forward. Come in to the priestess house. I'm going to read hey, the turds hey. today. <laughs> You've been eating yeah. all the craft mac and cheese, yeah. Mr. Hancock. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Classic Graham Hancock. I blanked uh, yes, on his. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a very, yeah. he's a very yeah. snide British. I cannot do shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I do do the shit for yeah. you, you. Mm. Uh, oh, to you. read my poo poo. <laughs> now, how are you going to be coming in here? <laughs> Now tell me about the Buford. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was large, quite delicious, <laughs> a great value. The standard burger uh, is double patties. It's yeah. wonderful, actually. It's, a, uh, it's quite a value for the money. Yeah, at Raleigh's. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ra- so Walter Raleigh burger. Yeah. <laughs> um, those beautiful fr- artisanal fries. Yeah. With a checkered racing flag for yeah. white trash people <laughs> to enjoy on the telly. They know they win right. at nothing. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then uh, we go into the flood uh, myth in the Gilgamesh epic, which is a Sumerian epic, um, being almost identical to the flood in Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that they give, like, they say, oh, all these cultures have it, and they just give one more example of how the, the Ark's the same. But they go into how... The only difference is being that instead of God talking to Noah, it was these spirits that talked to him from the walls of his house. Uh, and then the, his own house became the craft in which all of the planet's life would be stored right. and, and uh, to survive the flood. And so then David Wilcock comes on and he, like, he basically says, now the cr- his house is being described as cube-shaped. So this could be a tesseract, which is a cube within a cube. And even today... Uh, they're learning about hyperdimensional technology and 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 all this shit. Where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like it's this huge leap because like most of the other episodes, sometimes yeah. they mention Noah's Ark. They mention that it's like a DNA Ark. It's not right. that it was actual animals being it was on there, right? But it was it was it could be very small because you could house millions of species of animal in a in a big yeah. ass Ark, but it just little vials yeah. of fucking. Or even if you just download their DNA codes right. into some massive computer, right? And that exactly, could be, and recombinate them or nothing. whatever. Yeah, yeah so. Um, so basically he was saying that the house was a tesseract, which is similar to, uh, at the end of like interstellar, um, mm-hmm. uh, when, 
uh, Matthew McConaughey is, is is Murph's ghost, yeah. and he's in between oh, time shit, and space. Man. They the his his robot dude, the big panel yeah. dude, mentions that like Penal oh dude. they say that you're in the tesseract and time and space yeah. don't matter yeah. and all this bullshit whatever. So it is it's it's it says that basically that uh, Gilgamesh took all the animals and then disappeared to another dimension to survive the flood or some shit yeah. and then came back. I don't know. So very big leap, but basically he's saying that it would act like. The TARDIS on Doctor Who, yeah. or the tents in Harry Potter, yeah. uh, where they're all bit, they're bigger on the inside. It's small from the outside, but the right. massive or right. infinite on the inside, or whatever. You know what I love about these Tesseracts is the people on the outside get older, and I stay the same age. <laughs> <laughs> that actually really works. <laughs> Uh, coming on to his daughter, huh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, look at our age up there, Murph. Murph, you're getting hot. Them tits are coming in, Murph. Ooh, Murph, you're on that rag. You know you're ready to bleed and ring. <laughs> now come on in for daddy. Don't and... use a tampon, Murph. Yeah. Murph, I got to break that chair. Oh, that's real dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The batteries for your dildo, Murph. This is the energy. He's knocking the yeah. batteries yeah. off. The... Like, yeah. They were infinite Pushing batteries shirts. the yeah. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> the vibrator just starts going off. I could have come a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Murph. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, instead of figuring out gravity, they're figuring out orgasms yeah. <laughs> to, to save the yeah. human race. Yeah. They use the gravity to stimulate right. the clitoris. <laughs> Speaking of clitoris, we go to yeah. Cambodia's Angkor Wat. No, Angkor Wat, <laughs> uh, which is uh, the largest religious structure in the world. Um, and uh, uh, built by uh, – uh, the legends say it was built by a demigod-style man called uh, – uh, Priyo Prishnakar uh, mm. in 600 BC, even though... Which on Wikipedia, yeah. I didn't do a deep research. Yeah. I didn't, didn't say that that anywhere. Right. Like it Cause all said Because that's what the legends say. Yeah. But mainstream ar- archaeologists have dated it to the 12th century. And so. from what they say, it's like all based on this king and these other people that built it. It's almost like right. not even archaeologists. Like it's just kind of fact. Yeah, like it's, not they, the archaeologists, but it's almost like documented because that's that not way. so old. You know, that's not so crazy old that they, people wouldn't have written things down, written right, things down, right. or whatever, too, or that it was so old that it was so decrepit and fucked up and you know shitty or whatever. Well, so. and they say the reason it's not all super fucked up is because there's uh, big waterways around right. it, and that's what protects it from the outside world right. and all this shit. But anyways, yeah, um, and yeah, so the story is that. Uh, his mother was a star being, a, a divine being. His dad mm-hmm. was a normal dude. Um, his mother took him up into a place called Indra's Heaven, and which Ooh. was a big building or ship or something in the sky. And he was educated with divine knowledge of the universe and how everything works and whatever. He was then sent back to teach the normal people mm-hmm. how to live and all that <laughs> shit. Um, and uh, your typical ancient alien kind of story. Um and Sukes comes on and says that, you know, he, he does a lot of quoting in this episode that's yeah. very long, too. But He looks uh, pretty fucked up in this episode, yeah, too. He like, seems, he looked extra bronze. Like, yeah, it like seems like it was at the end of that shooting day or something. Hair wasn't but, very gelled up. Right. Maybe, do you think this was a third shooting day for him that they added in? I'm sure I'm sure they did more than just a couple days, yeah. but it's definitely towards the tail end of it because yeah. he looks pretty rough. Same suit. Same outfit, yeah. but maybe it was su- later same in the Sukes. day. Yeah. Same suits. <laughs> same Sukes time. Same yeah. Sukes channel. Uh, but he says, you know... It was described as being built with magical water. And then he comes on and he's like, magical water. Come on. Magical water does not exist. So my question is, what type of technology was used? He was able to build this city with ease. And so I'm yeah. like, you're going to choose to not believe that? Like, after right. all the shit that you're talking about? Yeah. Like, it was extraterrestrial piss. Right. Like, <laughs> like, 
like they're just calling it magical water, and so it's just it's just weird. He, he chose yeah, to how be emotional. He was, yeah. yeah, weird that he was this emotional about this point. Yeah, because yeah. usually he goes, it wasn't magical water. It was yeah, we interpreted uh, it that way. You know, liquid right. metal that molten dies right. into fuck it, whatever. It was, it was mercury because you know? we're always obsessed right. with mercury. Exactly. And, yeah. and uh, so then Jason Martell comes on the slick back kid for his one appearance uh, on this episode once again to say <laughs> the engineering it took to build Anchor Wat could not have been accomplished by human beings alone. And I'm just like... Well, and at this time in that region, right? right like, Might have to start calling him the racist robot because he, yeah. he delivers everything like, kind of like robotically and everything he says... Ooh, <laughs> Steve got a bad whiff of magical water right yeah. there. <laughs> it's an old water bottle. I <laughs> smelled it. It almost looks a little tinty. It smells like puke. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, it smells a bit salty <laughs> and like old bleach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, just like once again... Coming on to say old people were dumb, you know, ancient people were stupid, yeah. couldn't have done this. Yeah. Um, and it must have been aliens or whatever. So, uh, and specifically probably the Aryan aliens right, that he's right. talking about. But These filthy Cambodians right. have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, so then we, we cut to um, France and the Joan of Arc story. So, for those that don't know, Joan of Arc was a 15-ish year old yeah. uh, French knight, um, which was weird at the time. And she... She says that she was, you know, France was losing the Hundred Years' War um, uh, with England. She she goes to the to the um, the leadership of the mm-hmm. war in or- Orleans or whatever, or, or sorry, at the Battle of Orleans. She had a vision of three Christian saints that came from the sky and said, mm-hmm. "You have to lead the army and face the Englishmen like this," and yeah. blah blah blah. So she had this vision. Um, they said, "All right, try it out, I guess," because they were desperate and. Yep. Uh, they let her lead the army. She made all these these victories. She was outsmarting the British. Um, she even like designed new artillery and stuff like that, like the old guns that were being used at the time. Um, and so, of course, it's the theory is maybe they weren't saints, but they were aliens and not mm-hmm. you know angels or whatever. And so, um, but why did they care about the outcome of the war? So we get to our next segment, which is a more sinister agenda. Like, did did the aliens actually are they manipulating people? Uh, not to be benevolent, so right. maybe to fuck with them, or maybe in kind of a um, a hands off, neutral, what not hands off, I guess, but a more neutral way of like, we just need this to happen. We don't yeah. give a fuck what happens to you afterwards, right, right. you know. Like you're just kind of play things, but like, but if they, but if then the human beings themselves are that unimportant, then right. why are they so worried about what those human beings have to do or whatever yeah. to? But and I guess the, if you're that advanced, you could say, who gives a shit as long as this the, the ends justify the means and, and whatever. And I kept. This episode, I really kept thinking, like, yeah, but we're here today, right? right. What right. alien intervention have we had that's anywhere on this level in right. the last hundred years? Right. Right. And, like, if we're here today doing what we're doing, is this why – this is what this is really what they gave a shit about? Right. Like, or are we on some weird track? Because it appears we're all going to die here in the next few hundred years anyway, right. just with polluting the right. shit out exactly. of the fucking yeah. earth. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is we're supposed to really yeah, be yeah. doing here if this is it. Oh, that reminds me too. Like Graham Hancock isn't like – he's not like a climate denier, but he basically says that um, 75,000 years ago a or uh, a, a huge astro- – I'm not 75, 13,000 years ago, mm-hmm. a huge asteroid came – caused the ice caps to melt mm-hmm. uh, with like a nuclear winter and that's what caused the devastation of all the advanced races and stuff and he's saying we shouldn't be worried about this gradual climate change that happens every all the time we should be worrying about a giant meter which i also understand that too yeah. but if you read any nasa story they're like yeah we could see one coming from a fucking billion miles away yeah. so we 
it's it's something to worry about, and yeah. we are, and we have systems in place yeah, to scan for you that. You never know, right? But um, uh, also, ancient civilizations didn't have a bunch of fucking plastic, right? And emissions and yeah. like all this crap that we've done that's totally different right. than before. Yeah, and we're in itself could turn into being an asteroid-like speed, right? Like. Right. Yeah, maybe gradual is supposed to be a thousand years, and we just moved it to five hundred. We, we sped it up, even yeah. if we touched it a little bit. You've right. now taken away from that natural progression, exactly. Yeah, of whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. But um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's no, fine. Um, so we moved to Hisarlik, Turkey. We briefly touched about this in another episode. This is supposedly the site of the city of Troy, um, which. A few episodes ago, it was like the proposed site hasn't mm-hmm. been proven, but it most likely was. Now it's just factually like the city of Troy. Like it's just yeah. like okay, um, and uh, you know, city of Troy and the Battle of Troy, which was over the most beautiful one in the world, Helen of Troy, right. um, back in Greek times. It was part of the Odyssey, uh, you know, yeah. with starring Odysseus and all that stuff. Um, fell after the Trojan War, totally destroyed. Uh, Richard Raider Nation, who is um, <laughs> uh, the classic expert uh, a professor at UCLA. Yeah. Again, he's a pretty just normal guy. He's just all about ancient literature, and that's his only thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes on. They use his opinion to try to prove a point he's probably not trying to prove. Mm-hmm. But he says, you know, it's hard to imagine with all the... <laughs> never did an impression. <laughs> that, like Joker or yeah. something? <laughs> um, that the gods just wanted to watch the world burn. Yeah. But, uh, but that's pretty much what he says. Yeah. He's like... It's hard to imagine that with all the fucked up shit that happens after these massive events they supposedly put into place by giving someone a message or a mission or whatever, a lot of death and devastation happens. So mm-hmm. um, so then we get back to Sooks and his opinion that, you know, he's, he's like, in my opinion, extraterrestrials are just like humans. They would side with hmm. certain people and make enemies with others. Not everything is hunky-dory out there. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he's like, good and evil permeate the entire universe. Yeah. It's yin and yang. It's a balance. And I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, that's your opinion, I guess. Yeah. But and, and I guess that could be correct. I mean, Star Trek is pretty well-respected, and that's all about good and bad aliens, too, I guess. Right, right. You know, Just so. civilizations. Uh, aliens with I, different goals than ours that right. could be then perceived as evil or destructive or whatever. Yeah, depending know. on your perspective. Yeah. I don't know what the, where the term hunky dory comes from. Right. <laughs> I've always thought that was a really funny term. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like sounds Asian y, but it's probably not. <laughs> like, oh, something about hunky dory. Yeah. Everything's hunky dory. <laughs> huh? But yeah, anyway. And it means all is as perfect as the rolled up fish on Saturdays. <laughs> the perfect sushi roll. Um, yes. But uh, so, yeah, again, this whole episode is. It's almost like this whole episode is the plastic surgery queen, Linda Howe, who's just saying, yes, I mean, this is how things are. It's scary, right, and it's right. whatever. And It could be all of these We better things hope they're nothing. not that evil and, like, all this bullshit. But um, we then skip over We skip around a lot in this mm-hmm. episode. It's a lot of little examples. They don't go mm-hmm. into deep into anything except the Rendlesham Forest thing, which they come back to at the right. end. Um, but we go to uh, the Aztec Empire in the 15th century. Um, the king of the time says... The gods told him to start performing human sacrifices. And remember, this is all right. under the segment of was it actually dark messages to hurt people? Right. And so Coppins actually, you know, Philip Coppins comes out and says, you know, he goes, now dreams were the primary form of communication with the gods. Uh, but then, like, at least he, like, questions, like, some people are, are just delusional, though. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have modern examples of people being delusional and going on murder sprees and stuff like that, yeah. too. So, um 
But uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick break because I have to probe my butthole for poop. Be right back. Be right back. Feel a little more empty hmm. in a good way. But um, full yeah. spiritually. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get our next Sook alert here where he contradicts everything he has said in previous episodes about and this episode about aliens being benevolent he goes or being balanced uh, how he extras are just like us yeah. balanced good and evil whatever he goes when we land on another planet and become instant gods we're not going to say we're like them no we're going to use that to our advantage you do what we say and do it like this and i'm just like He's saying, like, I guess we would be the asshole aliens or yeah. something on the planet. But I mean, in our current state, probably yes, since that's how our global history has been for the most part. Yeah, in Trump's space yeah. program, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, you know, all the Europeans conquering basically the Americas pretty much yeah. leaned into any kind of um, God-ish type, right. you know aspects that they had and advanced yeah. technology really just plundering and taking advantage and not exactly right doing it in the nicest way and even though we're advanced from them from damn societies <laughs> uh from those places or that those times we're mm-hmm. still not that far away from that right to where we would definitely at the very least use our advantages to take what we want exactly yeah uh and probably not be able to help ourselves in the process yeah right? i mean i guess if, if like you said if we were like that now right but we're not going to be like that, that that's, for i know that's what i'm saying a long i know but, i'm not i'm not yeah, like disagreeing yeah. it's just like yeah it's, yeah it, by the time we get to the level to do that right. we probably will be, be a much different that. people yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but yeah just him like very much contradicting this like you know i think they're you know want to ensure our survival and yeah. whatever so it's just kind of weird um and then they they go into how uh, pretty much all those people that they mentioned before, like Joan of Arc, Moses, St. Paul, whatever, they all got totally fucked over in the end for uh, believing this message and carrying out this plan given to them. So, Right. In uh, the long run, it was a bad thing, even though it looked good. In the, a bad thing for the individual, right. but accomplished some major task or right. whatever. So um, we move into holy books and prophets. Um, <laughs> Sooks just comes on and restates something that anyone that's watched the show, like, for... At least a couple episodes should know, mm-hmm. but um, you know, holy books and anything that any gods or angels say are simply flesh and blood extraterrestrials that wrote something down, or people wrote down and misinterpreted something advanced flesh and blood extraterrestrials yeah. told them, or showed them, or interacted with them, or whatever. Um, but it's kind of funny. He's like, you know, he restates like these holy books are simply guidebooks by extraterrestrials, and I'm like. That's what the religious people that believe in those books think, too. So he's not really making right. a point. Like He's like, yes, th- these divine not beings a, from yeah. the sky are have superpowers and can totally mess with our mind and the world and this and reality and whatever. So it's not – he's not disagreeing or agreeing. He's just stating, I guess, that ancient astronaut mm. theorists agree with the people, you know, in most – in most of – in the, yeah. at a base level, they agree that it was some, you know, divine being of some kind. But just defining divine as superpowered aliens, basically. So – um, so, you know, everyone knows what prophets are. Most cultures have prophets in the form of shamans or oracles yeah. or saints or whatever. We've all heard these terms, but are there prophets of math? And this is a very short segment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> literally just quick. goes into how this, uh, British guy in 1913 in Cambridge named Godfrey H. Hardy, uh, was a math uh, professor. He receives a letter from an Indian man. I'm going to butcher this. Sorry. Uh, Srihofstra Ramu, uh, Rama Nujian. Um, Ramanujan, I think they say it, uh, pronounce it as, 
uh, with a very complicated bunch of math. So he had shit in there like string theory mm-hmm. and super advanced, you know, like uh, physics-based things and, yeah. and universal models and all this shit. And um, David Wilcox on there, and he's like, this is the kind of shit, and I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but this is the kind of shit that could teach us portals and stargates and, like, and yeah. all this fucking stuff. Um, and the Indian guy, uh, Ramanujan, says he learned this from a goddess. Like, all this math he learned from a goddess. Yeah, so, in his dreams. Right. So right. this is another one of those huge leaps that they always talk about yeah. somebody taking when sometimes people are a little crazy and super smart and a little crazy. Yeah. You know, like, they're, maybe he was on the autistic spectrum and could just fucking perceive the, a specific type of... You know, of thought like a, the, the the math analytical side of his right. brain was just insanely advanced or something right. too. And you he know? interpreted it as a goddess, where you know, because right. some people are like, I hear color and right. I see, you know, numbers to me look like a movie or something, right. and like exactly that's just yeah. how, and that's how they can get to these super advanced yeah. levels of thinking. They perceive it as like a sentence, which when you're thinking of it, that, like it's just so easy to say what you mean, but if right. the math is like individual concepts to them. Which for most people, like each little math problem is a whole fucking bunch of work and the individual numbers and whatever. Like we're sitting there worried about like each little stripe in the A or the X or whatever or each little pixel that we're drawing. They can see whole sentences and paragraphs as these simple parts of thinking, you know. So um, like the the world is kind of your oyster, I guess, if you can understand everything at that level. Because then you are understanding the universe and space time mm-hmm. and gravity and all that shit too. So, uh, that was it for that segment. It was very short. Yeah. Um, we go, we, we bookend the episode, <laughs> uh, with, uh, uh, a return to Rendlesham forest and our, uh, <laughs> and our cat just ate shit <laughs> and our plucky air force, uh, um, officers that, yeah. uh, in the beginning of the episode that touched the craft that came down, got the binary message in their head, or I guess in just one of his heads. Um, one of one of their heads. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we get Philip Coppins on here with a Coppins call, and he says a very weird statement. He makes a very weird statement here. Um, he says, "We now know that the best way to yeah. communicate with ancient civilizations is with binary code." And I'm like, "We know that. Like, yeah. are how you- did you test that? Right? Are you trying to say that if we were as advanced as you think aliens are?" the best way would be through binary code, through math. That's a statement I could understand. Mm-hmm. But he's saying we now know, as if it's been tested, as we went yeah. back in time Factual. or found ancient civilizations. Like, like there's been a lot of archaeologists and anthropologists that have found largely untouched tribes and civilizations. I don't think they fucking talk to them with ones and zeros. No, <laughs> you know I was going to say, I mean, there's, <laughs> like, I always see on Facebook, there's X number of untouched or civilizations right. in Brazil still. Right. We haven't seen the outside world. Like, if you right. walked up to them and were like, zero, one, one, zero, right. zero, one, like, they're going to be like, I, what the fuck? Right. Also, by this, by his theory, well, I'll finish his statement here. He goes, and that the best and perhaps only way that aliens can communicate with us is with binary code. And we're like, you, as well as all the other ancient astronaut theorists for 15 episodes now have talked about like dozens of yeah. ways they communicate with us. Right. And it's like, so it's like you're literally saying, so by that logic, all hieroglyphs, all, all, every, all, all cuneiform, all is just binary code. It's like, yeah. that's not stored in the true. stone and the, <laughs> the crystals and stored in the stone. Yeah. The stone yeah. tape theory, which is yes. why they think ghosts uh, mm-hmm. are trapped in 
yeah. stone and natural materials. And tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch uh, tape is hazy white. Gotcha, Ghosty. Because that's where they are. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All that uh, sticky glue. ectoplasm. Yeah. Huh? Um, but yeah, like, this is so weird for him to say. It's so inconsistent because to say that the only way they can communicate, which he's just speculating, because um, I understand what he's saying. Like, that's why, like, Carl Sagan and, and uh, the other, those other scientists that we yeah. discussed before, they made a golden record, but they didn't only use mathematical shit. They actually didn't use any binary code, I don't think. They used mathematical equations. They used star charts. And they did sounds and shit like that, like of yeah, people yeah. and music and whatever. And, uh, and what we looked like and things like that. So that's not – it's not the only way, I guess. And maybe right. you could argue that he, we're not advanced. We're the primitives trying to advance or you know, whatever. Move upward, But yeah. still, he's – He's arguably smarter than anyone on this show, and, argu- and smarter than us. We're not talking giving right. shit to anyone on the show. It's Carl Sagan, but like Carl Sagan or Carl Sagan, yeah. And so, why, if that was the best way, why wouldn't he have done that? Why right, wouldn't right, he right. have just written in binary code or whatever too? So, um, I guess you could argue that computers weren't that advanced, and that's a computer language, or I don't know. But it's but it's that's just the most basic computer, right? It's just language. off and on, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, no, then that's true. They had they had the switch yeah, on yeah. and off computers. They had to, yeah. Uh, since like the fifties, so um, anyway, it makes no sense what Coppin says here. Is you know as nice a guy as he seemed like, um, but uh, I mean, yeah, even this fucking episode, they're talking about all the different ways that humans are communicated with aliens. It's called alien yeah. contacts, right, like. Right. So anyway, um, Peniston is the fucking guy. Um, as I said off the air, only the Peniston man will pass. Yeah, Peniston man. Uh, <laughs> Peniston man will walk in the force. The Peniston man. <laughs> <laughs> Kneels before the UFO. <laughs> um, but uh, in my head, I got <laughs> Peniston man dabs <laughs> dabs before, before God. God. Yeah, and dab, that's, and that's when his hand touches the UFO right. is the ultimate right. dab. And he did it thirty years before it was cool, and then right. not cool. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry, I did a terrible job of illustrating that with yeah, words. yeah. You, very Joey tired. just did a dad. I know my brain is didn't very tired. exactly <laughs> um, describe. It. But uh, yeah, so on October twentieth, twenty ten, so right before the show's filming, um, Peniston finally decides after thirty fucking years since nineteen eighty yeah. to, uh, and he'd been out of the Air Force for a long time. Finally decides to entrust this code with a computer program to try to translate the ones and zeros. Yeah, which. The funny part is, is like it's not even that hard. He probably could have done at 2010 with high speed internet. He probably could have done that himself at right, that right, time right, too. Right. But whatever, uh, he's an old older man. But yeah. um, the uh, programmer's on briefly, um, and he says that what actually emerged was a partial sentence. Um, and it's funny because th- I think three out of the six words have parentheses where I'm assuming those parts didn't just, exist, and he's right. filling them yeah, in. Yeah. No, when I looked online, they. We did one where it just ended. Right. And so uh, on the show, they show in parentheses, uh, or there's a lot of parentheses to fill in the blanks, but supposedly it says, exploration of humanity continuous for planetary advance. That's supposedly what it says. But like V-A-N-C-E was in parentheses, uh, pluration was in parentheses, um, and Kant or Inuus was in parentheses, right. only Kant and, was there. And you said this earlier too, off air. Uh, why is it in English? Right. Why does like, it just have to be fucking ABCs? language? Yeah. Did it make right? And I don't know. Maybe exactly how binary code gets to these points. That's right. my other like. 
question just because I just don't know. It's right. like, how is plugging these zeros and ones into Cause, some, cause they didn't, like, what system, right. like, They didn't what say the guy was like, oh, he like, tried it in multiple languages or whatever, too. Or yeah. And I guess you could assume and speculate. It's a universal language. That, or, or, well, that the aliens knew they were English speakers, so gave them a code with the intent they would translate it into English. Yeah, but that's, again, now pure speculation. And now so. you're you're putting yourself in the... Oh, they knew this, so right. this is how we got there. Right. And it's like, who is the? I almost said Nosferatu, but <laughs> who is the guy who made all those dumb predictions? Like Nostradamus. Nostradamus, which which most of them weren't true. No, and yeah, you know. and I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, in a lot of people who analyze this stuff, is like, oh, see, if you replace this word with this way and do right. it backwards, it's like, well, th- no, that just means he's he wrong. Yeah, that he didn't, didn't do, do shit. That. You're yeah. filling in the blank. So yeah, if this was not divine, but you know, meant to be, and all this, how is it not? Accurate, right, or complete, and why? What I, what I don't get to. This is another kind of technology fallacy. So, with these aliens' technology to get across trillions and trillions and trillions of miles, they can't. They can't. They don't have like a fucking universal translator or something that that they know how what the languages are. They've been fucking right. scanning our planet for fucking centuries and thousands mm-hmm. of years. They don't know the basic of human phonetics at this point. Yeah. So they have to give a dude a fucking ones and zeros in his He's head. Dude, like, why not, dude, yeah, why not just dudes. give him a vision of a fucking English fucking... It always has to be difficult. It always has to be a mystery. It always right. has to be interpreted. a conspiracy and it's ter- interpreted and speculative. You know, it's, yeah. it's annoying. So, because um, again, if they had such a stake, Joan of Arc apparently got three saints speaking French to her yeah. and said, Joan, you know, in, in, a, in a humanoid form, shining and whatever, say, hey, mm-hmm. Joan, you should lead the war. Go tell them to make you the general and go lead this battle and you'll win and make all these guns and here's yeah. all this shit and whatever. And it's like, why Why do, Why do? does this dude then get ones and zeros, which would seem much more on the primitive side? You know, so I guess that's yeah. my other point. They have historical examples centuries before yeah. of, human, of, of aliens Cleric, speaking yeah. the language of the humans. So right. why is this so fucking weird and important or whatever? So right. anyway, um, as Veruca Salt said... You're always making things difficult. Joan. Hey, look up here. Joan. Sacre bleu. Go. Go. Go do that shit, okay? Oh, we oui, oui. All right, I'm glad you've interpreted what I've said properly. Now get the fuck out of here. Je te le mot au revoir. Call me in three years when you're 18. Okay. All right. Thumbs up. Um, but, uh,. Anyway, so then we get then we get even more off on a fucking tangent yeah, yeah. here. Um, the the programmer then questions, hey, "Is this a positive or a negative message? I mean, are yeah. they are they trying to to uh, advance our planet, or are they trying to advance their own armada up there right. somewhere?" Yeah. And I'm like, "Whoa, dude! Like <laughs> now you're again we're being built right. and used as <laughs> right. workers for right. some other race." Right. Um, again, also. If there's a bunch a- of Django Fets running around out there, <laughs> uh, if the aliens are the Anunnaki that fucking gen- en- genetically engineered us, yeah, is this some other fucking race that can't speak English too? Like, yeah. come on, like if they engineered us again, which story is the right story? Yeah, and the answer is to these guys is that it's all of them. It's, w- it's whichever one fits the point they want to make, and that's why I mean we love the show because they say here's these facts, here's what we think about them. The yeah. facts or the objects or the whatever exist, and then what they think about them just tends to be mostly based on inconsistent 
um, opinions or hy- yeah. hypotheses, right? Like, like, it's not really a theory. It's a hip- hypothesis. It's like, I think it could be this based on these things. Like, you know, so um, – and then you test hypotheses, but they don't really test do, that. Do know? anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then – David Wilcock comes on. Uh, Wilcock comes on. Five heads at Freddy's and is like, uh, "This might be uh, an ancient sunken island, high Brazil in the Celtic lore, and they're coming back in the Refendelsham Forest <laughs> and whatever the fuck it's called." And they were saying, "Here, we're back. Here's our message." Random Air Force guy, and yeah. it's like, "What the fuck are Here's you talking about?" Here's a message that says, "Keep on trucking." Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here a lot. You yeah. know, like okay, like. Because um, that's also a really boring message to that's give a thing. human. It's like, like, keep exploring. We're studying you. Yeah, you know, like okay, um, stay positive and hang in there. Right, you know. So, but you know, his whole high Brazil thing—that's another example of the Graham Hancock stuff yeah. of the, you know, very very post Ice Age advanced you know civilization that were dying yeah. out and maybe past their advanced knowledge on. But um, I'm curious if I read his stuff and he. Apparently, to his credit, he says on like the audio book, like the re the re recordings of his audio book, because the yeah. fingerprints of the gods was his book. It's what he's always credited with on this show as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he even comes on and says some of the science in this chapter has now been proven wrong. So I was totally wrong. Like so, he tries to be pretty um, uh, what the objective about himself, yeah. you know. So and and uh, which is which is nice, I guess. But uh, I'm not trying to make Graham Hancock out to be a, a hero, but it's just interesting all of this. You know, these guys are, and, and the editor are just cutting sometimes to, and there was a sunken island here, and there was a coastal city advance here, there was Atlantis, there was this yeah, Atlantis, yeah. there was three Atlantises, there was a million. Like, uh, they cut around, and it's just like, whoa, where is this all coming from? But at least his theory kind of, like, ties Ticed all that it, shit yeah. together, sort of, you know? Um, but uh, anyway, um, we then, oh, that's right, this is the fucking say, end. That's it, right. This is the end. Yeah. So the two Air Force guys... Uh, before this episode aired, um, they stated that, you know, they plan on going back to Rendlesham Forest and going to the site that once gave them binary, the Matrix or whatever. And and the guy comes on and he's like, well, I I think we can go back there. Uh, I think I'll get a 100% recall and I'll remember it all. And then, like... And I'll come back. And then Steve and I were looking it up after it was over, being like, there's got to be more to this story. And, like, nothing happened afterwards. They, like, built their own website or something. Right. Like, yeah, there's a a website called uh, RendleshamForestBinaryCode.com. Yeah. (laughs) And and so I'm just like... And it looks like an old fucking GeoCity site or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, nothing... They don't... Nothing came of it, like, or anything, too. I'm like... Come on, and History maybe Channel. they went there and there was no nothing. Right, I think I think they happened. come back in the next season. I, th- I think there is, or maybe I watch another documentary with these fucking guys. I don't know, but I I, I believe that they do have some closure with them. Mm. Um, but I think it's honestly like, well, I feel I feel electricity here, and it just kind of yeah, it's kind of a, a letdown. Yeah, but uh, but still, like you couldn't have for this show said, hey, you're already on our show. We're ancient aliens. Why don't we fucking fly you out and pay for the right. whole trip and you just fucking do it and we film it? Like, why didn't... Let because you... that would cost more money outside of just right. editing the clips, Joe. <laughs> Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> Five heads at Freddy. He needs a big payday yeah. or he don't <laughs> go away day. Yeah. I don't know. For <laughs> gay for payday. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, um, just, it rhymed. I'm sorry yeah. for the childish humor. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, STFU, quit yeah. shooting holes and blah, yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it ends like that. And then the narrator's just like, 
what if other people yeah. are contacted by aliens all the fucking time? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. what? A, this is a very weak note to end yeah. the show on. Very we- or end the show, end the season on. Yeah. Very weak note to end. Um, the, app, the the episode the on, yeah. and just like, yeah, I don't know. It was just like it was like a non episode. We I might be back for another season, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this was a very broad episode. I feel like I went through and read, you know, the first. Uh, reminded myself of the first, you know, chunk of episodes from season three, and they're all like hyper specific compared to this season. Yeah, where it's literally the first episode of season three. Our next episode will be uh, aliens in the old west, and yeah. then the next one's aliens <laughs> and monsters and yeah. things like that. So there My might be repetitive fantasy shit, lores, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, um, it wasn't a. It was a. I don't know. I think we had fun on this talking about. Yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. It, more fun than I thought I would was, actually. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the ep- and the episode flew by because it was just. Yeah. Usually, I'm like feverishly taking notes and having to pause a billion times. Yeah, yeah. But I pause. I had Steve pause maybe twice per second or something yeah, like yeah. that. But um, per but segment, yeah. not second. Yeah, or, yeah <laughs> sorry. Yeah, per segment. <laughs> We've been watching the episode for about thirty days. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pauses. Uh, yeah, twenty four hours a day. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's not over yet, but we want to thank right. everyone for listening. Uh, we have a surprising number of listeners on this show, yeah, thank um, you. and uh, which is really cool to see, like fucking dozens and dozens of countries listening and stuff too. So that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, keep telling your friends about it if you like it. Um, that's the best way. Um, follow us on uh, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Instagram, at Probing Ancient Aliens on Facebook, um, and then. Uh, I don't think we got any new iTunes reviews this week. I was just going to check right now, too. Um, yeah. Let me know. But uh, um, if you like our uh, weird sense of humor and you like craft beer or you're interested in the Southern California craft beer scene, uh, listen to our other podcast, uh, Beer There, Drunk That. Um, you will know us by uh, the picture of us puking uh, on yeah. the logo. Um, so it's me and Steve's head barfing yeah. out the words beer they're drunk. That, Similar so. style drawing as it was the same artist. Right. Same artist. Shout out to Dorsch Gorner, our yeah. artist and executive producer on beer they're drunk. Yeah. Um, Not the show, which is much more successful. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, tell people about that show um, and follow that show on Instagram and, or on Instagram at beer they're drunk that PC and beer they're drunk that on Facebook. Uh, no, no re- reviews this week, but. We would like you to leave us a five-star review if you like the show on iTunes. And if you review or roast us or review us or whatever you will say in the comments of that five-star review, yeah. we'll read it on the air yeah. and give you a shout-out to your name, too. And so. we are ripping off. High and Mighty, the John, yeah. John Gabe. Always got to credit who we, yep. who we jack off. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, Beer There Drunk That is basically a rip-off of Doughboys, another yeah. great podcast, which is for <laughs> fast food chains, but we're doing it for breweries. So. Yeah. Um, trying to differentiate there's a lot of beer podcasts that review yeah. a beer or, right. or beer youtube videos we're trying to review like the brewery itself for people that are in the culture or new people to the culture yeah. or visit southern california or whatever and so. the style of beer reviews are technically well they're a little more technical obviously right and then the, it's always very clean and crisp and beautiful looking and right. we kind of want the more everyday grungy gross approach that right. we have to that world right so. and our own world <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah just yeah. in general yeah we wanted the the show and the the content that Steve does on the social channels there uh, to reflect our grossness Style. and whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Other than that, I'm going to thank you for uh, probing with us today. Um, um, a probe is when an alien contacts our little buttholes. Shout out to my fiance who loves when I talk about our little buttholes. 
and makes so much contact that he contacts the inside of our rectum. And somehow that gives the aliens data about, uh, fuck, our brains and electrical impulses. It helps them to continuously advance their planet like the binary yeah. codes. <laughs> yeah. They know these little soldiers' butts right. are getting bred yep. and working up yep. to that future race that will help them take over the entire universe. When you said getting bread, I was like, are they making them poop out bread loaves? <laughs> they could too. We are their bakers. We are the makers. We are the one who they will be taking. Uh, anyway, we're going back in the oven now with the rest of our bread. Woo! Bye. Bye.